The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Don't treat me like a woman. Don't treat me like a man. Don't treat me like an old man. Treat me for just who I am. For every young cast, it is Madame Lizette. We're coming to you today with a special episode to kind of discuss uh, the women's revolution and where we are. And I want to bring in my two favorite co-hosts, JJ. How are you doing? Well, and you? I'm doing good. It's a pretty day outside. And V? Hey, how are you guys? Good, good. (laughs) So, uh... We're doing this episode because I think Don has gotten tired of us um, having these really long form discussions and text messages. <laughs> so uh, we decided to kind of just talk about what's going on with the women's division as of right now, tag team belt, Sasha, Naomi, just the whole gamut. And then uh, just kind of talk about where we think it's going to go. So I guess the place that I want to start with is the fact that we got a three-way women's main event at WrestleMania where uh, Becky the man became Becky two belts. Mm-hmm. How do you guys feel about that? Um, did you like it? Did you hate it? Did you like the match? Do you think um, Becky's going to re- keep the titles long-term? You know, just kind of what you, your thoughts are about everything that happened at WrestleMania surrounding um, that match and those ladies, even, even more so like the lead up to it as well. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we'll go from there. JJ, you can go first. Me? Okay. So you tack me in. Of course. Um, (laughs) I will say that I wasn't really watching WWE that much uh, since the Mae Young Classic. I was Mm -hmm. checking in. uh, But one of the storylines that did catch and keep my attention was the rise of Becky Lynch, uh, starting with her heel turn. Uh, when the women's revolution started and they called up Sasha and they called up Becky and they called up uh, Charlotte, it didn't seem complete without Bailey, but I wanted to see where these three women would go because I had heard about them, but I didn't really watch them in NXT. So they were new to me. And then all of a sudden Sasha became the boss to me and Charlotte Flair is Charlotte Flair. And then Becky was flat and then Bailey came and like, okay, she's a hugger. It's kind of weird, but whatever. But then Bailey was flat. And then all of a sudden Becky becomes this, uh, the first recruit for SmackDown. And I thought, okay, maybe I can learn a little bit more about her. But I had heard that she was really funny on Twitter. And that, you know, and when I would see her on television, I enjoyed her, but I didn't see her a lot. And then all of a sudden she said, you know what, I'm tired of this. And then we saw the heel turn and then really carry herself like a star and rock that gimmick and say, I'm going to walk it as I talk it. And that to me, that authenticity as much as it can be, I was drawn to, to say, I'm going to operate outside of the expected. And then it got to be a little from organic to managed. And 
it was a little, I don't want to say the air fell out a little bit for me, but it was still very much interesting. I did feel as though she belonged in the title picture at WrestleMania based on her rise in the sustainability. I believe that she was Sports Illustrated's number one wrestler last year. And um, I probably will circle back on, and as to how that list was uh, made up. But she may not be the best wrestler, but she's a total package as far as being able to perform in the ring, get her gimmick over to everybody outside of wrestling. I mean, people knew who it was. Even my mom, when I when she saw the T-shirt and said the man, and it said the man, she was like, is this you know, something else or, and when I explained it, she's like, okay, I got it. That's good. So uh, to wrap it up, cause I don't want to talk too, too long about it. I liked the match. I didn't like the ending. It, it was a little, it fell flat for me, especially since I was comparing it to the hell in a cell with Charlotte and um, Sasha, the excitement wasn't as sustainable for me in that match. So I was a little disappointed in that uh, I won't compare it to the, for me, the match of the night, which I don't think anything could match Kofi Mania, but I wanted what we saw between those three women to stand on its own and to be a moment. And to me, it wasn't. All right. I totally get that. So like kind of to piggyback on what you said about the manufacturing thing, I think about week two or three before WrestleMania, I was just like, okay, I'm kind of getting tired of this story Um, because it just felt like they were trying to oversell the fact that like Becky's going to be in the match. And it's like, well, we know Becky, like we knew you weren't going to let her not be in the match because it's her match. First of all, she basically created this match herself. And then second of all, like the finish at Payback and Ronda getting involved and then Ronda's whole like I'm going to call wrestling fake and that whole situation. And then them all getting arrested. Like the best part of them all getting arrested was the fact that Charlotte kicked Ronda in the face. She duck walked and kicked it. <laughs> Yo, and that was amazing. Outside of that, it was just like, Whoo, I'm so tired of you white women. Um, <laughs> so like by the time we got to the main event, I was just like, can Bailey just win? Cause I'm over this. Um, so Mm-hmm. I get that. And the finish was crappy. And we can talk about the finish after uh, V gives her, you know, feelings about everything. So V, go ahead. Yeah. So, you know, I I liked Becky from, from the get-go. I just, I didn't know how, how much she could do with that whole, what do you even call it? Like the, with the goggles and all that. Um, I don't even know what that steampunk. thing was. Yes. Yeah, the steampunk thing. I don't. I didn't know how long she could go along with that. Um, I think the best thing for her was being able to show her personality on social media, which is very funny because you had certain male wrestlers like Ty Dillinger calling out uh, female wrestlers of uh, with a lot of melanin in their skin and telling them to not get on Twitter and to use Twitter to get themselves over, but he had nothing to say to Becky who did it. And use it successfully and actually became really, really popular off of social media more so than what she was doing in the ring. But that's besides the point. But can we, um, can we make a point about that? Because we're what did Becky just do and where's Ty Dillinger now? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I mean, we're gonna be honest, Ty Dillinger's 
girlfriend has a title and he never had one. But never whatever. Had one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right there. Yeah. Like, yeah. Shout out to Peyton Royce. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about that. We'll talk about them in a little bit. But yeah, so um so I, I'm excited I was excited what you did. The match to me so I'll leave like the lead up to everything. Like it started out really organic and it was great because it was led by the women. Like they they did it. Like Becky did it. And then as soon as Vince realized, oh shit, this is good stuff, let me Vince it up and start adding all this extra stuff and adding Charlotte and making it a three way match and all that kind of stuff. It just got to be too much. Like at, by the time they had gotten arrested, I was just like, okay. Is this like how much are we gonna do for this just to make this match happen? We all know what's we all know what's gonna be three a three way match at Mania. We don't need all this extraness. It's the exact same thing that he did with Kofi. Like he benched it up, adding all these extra hoops that Kofi had to jump through. And we're like, we know he's gonna get the Mania match. Like we don't at this point. It's just you're overdoing it. Um, but so once the you know once they finally got to the match, like. Um, I wasn't, I'm not, I wasn't really excited about them doing it for all, for both belts. Um, Mm -hmm. because, because the women already don't have enough belts to fight for anyway. And so now you have one person with both belts, which is fine for the time being, but how long are they going to drag that out? And, um, and I also want to know, like, can Becky sustain this run that she has now that she no longer has Rhonda? to go against we all hated ronda everybody hated ronda but that same feeling doesn't really happen for the other women that are wrestling right now like we we don't all have a general consensus to hate the same person right now so i'd like to nominate alexa bliss as tribute but I don't think that's everybody. I think no. that's black women. <laughs> and I think, <laughs> I think that's a small segment <laughs> because there's a lot of black dudes who go up for her and there's a lot of white dudes who go I'm up done. for her. <laughs> yeah, and, and white women who go up for Alexa. So I don't think that's like a general consensus that we all hate her. So I just want to know. And I, don't, I also mm-hmm. don't want her to be in the title picture with, with Becky right now anyway because she's not a great wrestler. And I don't think I would like she she wasn't able to carry her uh, moment of bliss segments because they were completely p- pointless and terrible. So I don't really want to see her in a thing with Becky right now. So I just wonder how long Becky's going to be able to sustain all this without having an epic foil like Rhonda, even though I cannot stand Rhonda. She was a good foil because we all hated her and we mm. wanted Becky to win. So I just want to see where she's going to go now. If can I say something? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Embedded in that statement <clears throat> about where does Becky go next and what would her or who would her next foil be is the issue with Sasha Banks right now because yeah. is what is that's exactly what she's saying or even a little further Naomi where she said hey you guys took this belt away from us to combine it in this this pay per view match, this WrestleMania match, where you have all of these talented women who could compete for it and elevate it. So while yeah. Becky is doing one thing, even if you know they took the match out of the picture, the belt out of the picture for a little bit in terms of Becky is, um, you know, like well, I know Asuka. No, it was with Asuka, but you know, it's kind of like saying. We have these four women competing, the one that was uh, advertised, and then all of a sudden they had Charlotte come in and win it. It's like, you know, where could Becky go after winning 
this belt as SmackDown champion? Who could she face? All of these women are great. And instead they are beyond afterthoughts. Yeah. And so I don't, I don't know. I mean, cause I could have put nominated Naya, but Naya's injured. I really yeah. don't know who could be, who is available. Who do you think H? So on SmackDown, I guess the only person on SmackDown that I kind of want to see Becky kind of have a drag out match with is Asuka. Because mm-hmm. she's in a tag team now, so I don't know if that's going to happen. Right. But so this will kind of tie into this when we get to the tag team in a second. So watching SmackDown and Superstar Shakeup and Asuka coming out with Kyrie, if you look at every single one of those women in that ring, Asuka beat every single last one of them. Yep. She's beat, she beat every single last one of them in NXT. And now you're telling her that she has to tag to like even get a chance to be in the same like room with them. And that bothers me because in her 500 days, she beat Ember several times. Mm -hmm. She, you know, she beat Peyton. I don't, I think Billy Kay might've been in one of those triple threat matches or um, four women matches, but she beat her. She beat Nikki Cross and Nikki Cross wasn't even in the ring. She's beaten (laughs) Sonya. She's beaten Mandy. She's beaten Bailey. She's beaten everyone. The only ones that Asuka has not beaten if we're thinking about it technically, would be Sasha and Charlotte in a form. And then Becky, I would kind of want to see her refute it out with Becky because she's the only one who can say, I beat you. And she did beat Becky. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can get into like what is wrong with Asuka and this whole tag team thing later on as a record. But that's who I think would be a good option. If it wasn't going to be Asuka, then I want I want Naomi to be back in the title picture because she lost her title on a technicality. Like it was really on some you can't wrestle for 30 days, so you can't keep your title. Even though like they've had several women and several men who couldn't wrestle for 30 days and got to keep their titles. So I felt like that was just trifling as fuck. So <laughs> that's my next option. And then on Raw. She's on Raw now. Naomi's on Raw now. Right. So on the Raw side of things, I guess, and I guess that would be Naomi if she was still on SmackDown, but now she's on Raw. And then on the Raw side of things, if she had to fight somebody, I hate to be the one to say this, but I kind of want Dana Brooke to get a chance. Like, the girl wants to wrestle. Like, like, and I'm kind of tired of watching all the rest of you guys. I guess, you know what, since Naomi is on Raw, my next option is Mickey James. Because I feel like Mickey James... Uh, deserves to tie Trish. That's where I'm at. I just Mickey's still in the business, and she can still wrestle. She can still go, and she's still putting all of these women over. Part of the reason why we like people like her or like Alexa or in the same form dislike Alexa is because Mickey James has been like her sidekick for a lot of this, yeah. and Mickey has helped her. You know kind of grow as a character and grow as a heel so I think Mickey deserves that title shot and so then she can just kind of like go out at on top and retire if that's what she wants to do she doesn't have to um but that would be those are probably my two candidates Naomi and Mickey and then Dana if you know they just have to be blonde and white then Dana would be my next option because I think Dana she's improved they just won't give her a Mm -hmm. chance I don't understand why like she's useless being yeah. on Raw or being on the main roster in general, y'all might as well just send her back to NXT if that's the case. Yeah, yeah. or what send I, her to the UK brand. 
Yeah, what right. I don't like is what I, I feel like what's about to happen is because the only person to confront Becky straight up so far has been Lacey Evans. And oh, I and I'm like so Vince sick of her. Is, Vince is all about that idiot, and I feel like he's gonna he's gonna push her to the moon. And like I I I don't. It's gonna be so bad because she's terrible. She's just really bad. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's gonna be so I need bad. to go back and rewatch the Royal Rumble because they said part of the reason why they kind of like soured on like the full fledged push for her initially and started just having her do the walk to the ring and go back or whatever is because the starting match at the Royal Rumble or starting, you know, her and who was it, Natty, I think, who started the Rumble. Um, the match was so bad, Vince kind of soured on her. And I was just like, well, I don't remember it being that awful. So I need to go back and rewatch that because now I have questions. Because I'm just like, I don't think it was that bad, but maybe it was. And with Natty being in the ring, and I think Charlotte was the next person, mm-hmm. um, they kind of covered for her a lot. Mm. You know and what? So you didn't notice it, or I didn't notice it. So that's something I need oh, to do for myself. I, I didn't. I don't remember her actual moves in the ring. I do remember her on the mic and me thinking, "Why, why, Lord?" She yeah. cr- she's very cringy, and I know that she's supposed to be like. I hate to say like the racist housewife, but that's kind of what she is. That is what it is. I, when you said like Vince, they were going to push her and I thought to myself, what she do fix Vince a plate. I mean, it's yeah, like mm-hmm. every time she tweets something, I'm just like, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Like the yeah. character, I like, I get it that she's fully invested in her character, but Girl, we are in the twentieth century. We are in the twenty first century. That's just not gonna work. <laughs> it's just not no. gonna work at all. But yeah. Anyway. Well, I so have a I question. Just, Go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I said I just looked it up. It was Lacey Evans and uh, and Natty who started it, and then Mandy Rose came in. So oh, it was man. actually a lot. Of, it was actually a lot of. So it was Lacey, Natalia, Mandy Rose, then Liv Morgan, then Mickey James, and Ember Moon. So I could see why that first couple of minutes. Oh yeah, that was, was awful. Bad. I could see why that wasn't that was there's only good. like three good wrestlers out of the first oh yeah that yeah, was probably yeah. so trash wow okay so, we didn't even remember we were like mm, right yeah, I said yeah, that wow, it was yeah. Charlotte not Mandy so here we go Charlotte came out <laughs> 13 so it was oh. uh yeah there was a lot of people who weren't great like Billy Kay and Peyton Royce who Right on the mic, but they can't wrestle. And Peyton's getting is, better, but Billy, yeah. I, she just don't do it for Billy me. Billy doesn't. Billy doesn't care. Um, but yeah, so yeah. <laughs> like I can't wait to find out how you really feel. Okay, okay, mm-hmm. okay. So JJ, what were you gonna ask? Um, in, in terms of like Becky and also the star power, uh, Wrestle Talk reported that Becky Lynch is the favorite to be installed as the cover star of WWE 2K20. I'm with it. That's cool. It's, oh, that a, was it's usually a curse, but that's cool. Well, I mean, it wasn't a curse for AJ or or Seth, was it? Well, didn't Seth yes. hurt? Go ahead. I, um, didn't, I, I feel like Seth, uh, he hurt his knee after he was on the cover or he got hurt again or something. Maybe I'm getting the dates mixed up. I, but. I have to check the dates, but I think Seth got on the cover after his injury. Okay. And then after him, it was AJ and then they had the Ronda cover. Which too. can I say how, okay, this is a, we're, we're going to diverge a little bit, but okay. New day 
Xavier Woods has a whole entire freaking game channel. Mm-hmm. Why are they not on the cover of the W? Like he promotes their gaming, their all of their games so much better than any other wrestler on the roster. Why are they not on the covers of the WWE 2K? Like there's no reason why they shouldn't be. Like it's built in promotion. If you were if like a, a smart marketing person would be like, this person has a channel with 1.7 million people watching him play video games. Why would we not put him on the cover or all three of them on the cover of our um of our of our of our game? Like that to me is just insane that it hasn't happened yet. It sh- it should have happened bef- like before AJ. Um, and I get why it was AJ and I get why it was Seth because they're the bigger names, but you can't tell me that New Day isn't one of the premier names in the WWE right now because they get used for everything. Literally. They they, and they're the only people who have new shirts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like two of them. Like they have, a, they have a new shirt like almost every, like they get two shirts like a week or something. So they yeah. always, get it. so I, you can't, I don't understand why they wouldn't, why they wouldn't do that. But anyway, that was a, I was diverging a little bit. Not really, because I think that that while we're still talking about the main event, I think that that this is really the crux as to where we're leading up to about the state of women's wrestling in that. Would we feel differently about it? I mean, yeah, we're like, okay, Becky. Yeah, but over Kofi Mania. And Kofi no. and the New Day. And it's like, if we just looked at two, like WrestleMania 35, two very monumental matches yeah. and moments. And the opportunity where it's literally saying, I think that Kofi Mania is unmatched. There will never be another moment quite like this within a foreseeable decade. Yeah. But, you know, what, what, like, the women didn't, did not um, match up. Like, uh, you know, to compare the two, it's hard. Go ahead. So I feel like, okay, the women's match, I will say was not that great. It was an an okay match. I can honestly say, like, I don't remember too many major moments from it. I remember a lot of what happened in the Kofi and and Daniel Bryan match. Um, I remember everything leading up to it. Like, even, you know, I'm walking out to the ring and everything and them, Getting and the the present they were going to show them also like there was just more moments with that, but I feel like with the women's match, I don't think it was ever going to have the same uh, feeling as the Kofi situation for the simple fact that it took eight hours to get to it. Mm-hmm. So I feel like by the time we got to that match, everybody was just tired. So it was just kind of like we know Becky's going to win. Let's just get to it. And so it didn't just, it didn't really provide it, it. I don't think Vince set them up to have the moment that they should have had because we had to wait eight hours to get to it. Um, right. And the, and then by the time the match, <clears throat> we were all just fatigued with wrestling and they didn't really. And, and like I said, there wasn't really too many memorable spots in the, in the, mm. in the match. Like I, I, I can't pinpoint anything that happened where I was like, oh my God, that was an awesome move or that counter was really great or anything, but I could probably do that with the Kofi and Daniel Bryan match. Well, I can even do that even with the uh, four-way match uh, in NXT with, yeah. yeah, so with Bianca and and Kyrie um, and Shayna Baszler. So it, I think that's like, well, in terms of booking, what 
do like, what's the difference between is it the talent or is there somebody not working with them is some does somebody have um a mental fatigue you know something to say like well the women can't do this and therefore because that ending good lord i know that there's a controversy around it where maybe the ending should have been something else or or the yeah. rep counted but it's like what is it going to take for women's wrestling to really shine in in terms of building a story you know like getting uh having the stars align and really pushing them to the moon where everything is thought of yeah where we don't have this thing where it was like yeah they had it (laughs) yeah (laughs) i think we can save that question for the end of our conversation that'll be like our big so think about this and that'll be like our big finisher um but i do want to kind of talk about the finish of the match Mm -hmm. and then we'll move on to like some other things um so if for all intents and purposes that's not how the match is supposed to end Period. Like, it's not like a Vince called an audible and was like, end it now. It was really just like, Rhonda didn't kick out and that was her fault. Which, which, scratch that. She kicked out. The ref didn't catch it. <laughs> um, and it was basically a technicality. The ref has to keep counting. And from his point of view, he could not see um, the fact that she, you know, had her knee down. She had everything down or whatever. So, or wasn't pinned down or whatever. So in thinking about that, how would you have liked to see the match end? Um, what would you have, what did you expect to happen? And what do you think would have made the match more memorable if it would have happened that way? And I'm going to let V do that. Mm-hmm. Well, I expected it to end with, Becky putting her and putting Rhonda in the submission move that she said wasn't real and didn't mm-hmm. um, and didn't really do anything and didn't really hurt anybody. That would have been the smart thing to do. Like, oh, this is not a this is not a real move. This is not a real thing. Okay, then. Well, I'm going to show you what I'm going to be. And uh, the best situation, but um, yeah, I wasn't expecting it to be some. I, I just wasn't expecting it to be that way or. Um, I also didn't think, so I don't know if I thought Rhonda was going to be the one that got pinned. I thought it was going to be something where Charlotte was the one that got pinned and then they could drag the story on a little bit longer because then Rhonda could be like, well, I wasn't the one that got pinned. So I want to fight you again. You didn't beat me. You beat Charlotte, that kind of thing. So that's what I thought was going to happen. And they were going to drag the story out a little bit longer. I do wonder if something was called because they knew Rhonda, because they knew Rhonda's hand was messed up or something. Because her mm. hand was broken and she had to have surgery, so I'm, I do wonder if there was, um, if there was something to that with the match being called the way that it was. But I really did think it was going to end with Becky putting her in the disarmor, but you know, didn't end that way. Mm-hmm. All right, JJ, you same. I thought the story of the match was going to be Becky was going to work those arms so that she could get her into the exploder and then the arm bar the disarmor and then i thought that ronda was going to work her her lower half so that she could get her into um the figure eight you know either way i one of them were going to take her out ronda out with a wrestling move that she felt that she said was so fake that's what i thought the story was going to be so when it was a quick you know indecisive blinking you missed it finish it was just dissatisfying 
But yeah, I, yeah, I that's what I thought. I, I really thought that they were going to put over professional wrestling. And I'm in the same boat as you guys. And I think a lot of like the forever cast and the wrestle cast and mania cast, I think all of us in our hashtags and everything that Don has is gone. Like, I think everyone thought that Rhonda was going to be put in the disarmor tap and Becky wins. And Mm -hmm. That's not what happened. And I, I understand what you're saying, V, with her hand being broken and then and it possibly being an audible. But like the look on all of their faces <laughs> made yeah. me think like, oh, this is not how this is supposed to go. <laughs> like yeah. everyone just looked like, oh shit, we fucked up. Like eat the ref. I mean, Michael Cole and them, everyone, they all just look like this is not how that was supposed to work. And yeah. like you said, JJ, it was super dissatisfying. Like, it's bad enough that we had already kind of gotten worn out mm-hmm. um, with the story in general. And then they kind of like a lot. I realize a lot of wrestling fans enjoyed the whole them getting arrested thing. I realized that um, it was a tale of two worlds. So whether or not you were a person of color or a black woman, black man, or if you were a, uh, white male or a white woman because we all looked at that in totally different ideas mm-hmm. um, in totally different ways. So they had gotten a lot of people back into it. And yes, we were burned out by the time we got to this match. It was really just like, y'all just run this five minutes out. Cause I mean, WrestleMania itself, if I remember correctly, it ran over like 20 or 30 minutes. So a lot of those other guys um, on the card had, you know, pushed the limits on it in general. So I get if they did call it audible because they knew they had run over, but I just don't find that finish to be satisfying. And if that's how Ronda's going to come back in a year and basically be like, you didn't actually pin me. Like, none of my care, girl. Like, WWE <laughs> doesn't even show the finish. If yeah. you go, if you see, like, the the recap on Raw and SmackDown or like even when they kind of do flashes of it from in, on NXT, they don't show the finish. They act like that finish didn't even happen. Mm-hmm, so it yeah. doesn't like, I'm pretty sure if we try to go back and watch the WrestleMania, they go cut to a black screen. Um, <laughs> <because> <laughs> WWE is just like, nope, didn't happen. I don't know what you're talking about. Becky just got the both belts. And I guess that's okay, but that just feels like they just put a, a, a big damper on mm-hmm. like the women's match. And I guess it's kind of the same way that I felt about like the Brock beating Roman down. What was it last yeah. year? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it was just like, okay, well he lost, but does he have to like get abused? Get abused like that. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, yeah. even when, what was it? Was it when Rock beat Randy Orton down or beat somebody else down and they were bleeding and we were just like, well, was that necessary? Like, it's not. It's not. Yeah. It, 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 you don't mm-hmm. have to do that. I understand that you want us as fans to invest in these characters and these stories, but all you end up doing is just making us go, "Yeah, this is cringy, and I don't like this," mm-hmm, and it yeah. just leaves a bad taste in your mouth. Because mm-hmm, even yeah. going into Raw and SmackDown, like we're usually so geeked for the Raw or SmackDown after WrestleMania, WrestleMania, and, and you're looking it. into it. I wasn't at all. I didn't even watch it. I wasn't. like. I was good to see Kofi. Yeah, I watched. Well, I wasn't expecting to see Kofi. I was waiting for mm-hmm. him to be on SmackDown, but I didn't go into that thinking, oh, there's going to be a lot of call ups and it's going to be super exciting and stuff. But, like, I mean, I, I, I tuned into it and I watched it and I was like, 
cool. I didn't like what they did with Kofi and Seth by putting them against no. each other for the mm-hmm. belts and all that crap. But yeah, it just didn't have the same feel because I felt I was fatigued with wrestling. There had been too much wrestling in that week in that weekend, and by the time it came, I was just like, oh my god. Um, but on a side note, now that Ronda is gone for a long time, I would actually be totally okay if she did not come back. I feel like she had her year. <laughs> Seriously, I feel like she had her year. Um, she got to figure, she got to feel what it was like to be, you know, Roddy Piper and she got to travel the world and do the wrestling thing. But I don't think she's like, where can she go in like now? Mm-hmm. Like who, who, like, like, just like we were saying with Becky, who is on her level for her to, to fight? Like, I really don't want to see her go back and forth with Becky again. I don't want to see her go back and forth with Charlotte again. Like I've been there, done that. <clears> you know. <throat> move on you can go back to raising the cows on your farm okay. and stay mm. <laughs> oh, can I just ask one more thing what did you guys think about the entrances for the ladies Becky got screwed like I get that she was like yeah I'm just gonna walk out there I mean business and stuff but I mean like they couldn't do more than that but I think in general Wrestlemania was like the lowest budget Wrestlemania we've had in a really long time the stage was boring. Like there mm-hmm. wasn't, it was shorter than it normally is. Like it wasn't as grand as, as it has been in, in the past. So I think a lot of people's entrances in general were just not like, I didn't understand why Charlotte had to arrive in a helicopter and then we see her get out. And then it goes to another screen. Like, like we know it was filmed ahead of time. So it was just dumb. Yeah. And yeah. I, I agree I about it. the, the Charlotte thing. Um, I think the part that I was like, God, y'all are awful at editing was when she gets out the plane and they're putting the robe on her. Mm -hmm. And then you look back and the robe's button. And I'm like, well, she didn't fucking button the damn robe. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. I was like, are y'all bad? Y'all are so bad at this. Like all she had to do was just button it herself. I don't understand. Like she could have done that on screen. And then I didn't understand why she needed the red carpet. And then it took forever. And then they did her like that first part of her entrance, but then they had Rhonda come out and then she did the rest of her entrance. And I was like, well, all of this, none of this makes any sense. Mm -hmm. And then Becky comes out. And I'm just like, Becky, we just win. Like, it really yeah. <laughs> really where it was. Yeah, at that point, I was just like, let's just, okay. I'm like, these interests were really stupid. Like, it was cool that Rhonda had, um, John Jett. Jet, yeah. yeah, that was cool. Awesome. But at, by the time it happened, I was just like, I'm tired. Let's just go. Um, and I, but I just felt like, like, if you're going to have Charlotte arrive in a helicopter, have a choppy, edited entrance and then have Becky have Joan or uh, Rhonda have Joan Jet and then Becky walks out like y'all couldn't get some like Irish jiggers or something like and dance like something like she's like the first woman to ever you know she's one of the first women to ever to to headline a Wrestlemania and you had her walk out like she was on Smackdown like yeah. nothing yeah, it, was, about it. it wasn't good I wanted, no. you know what I thought she was going to do I mean she didn't have a lot of smoke did she but I thought she was going to like play up on the when a man comes around type of a deal yeah so I was, I would have been fine if if she had nothing but a spotlight like all oh, the man is coming yeah. you know with like shadows or something mm-hmm. than what she had and I too I, I understood that it was supposed to with um, for me, the Joan Jett entrance was almost like this is how UFC 
does grandeur is to have a live band kind of play you out. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> but did fine. you see how stupid she looked though? Like Rhonda oh, walks God. out and like grins at Joan Jett with like this cheesy grin. Yeah. And turns toward the ring and automatically she goes back to Sad Panda and she's got like this angry face on. <laughs> I, and she yeah. just looks so stupid. But you know yeah. what? Like if anybody should have had the helicopter, it should have been Becky. It should have right. been the one who is the man is arriving. Like, right. She should have been the one to arrive that way. But and I also like I thought her gear, uh, I thought she was going to be like, she's done better gear for the Battle Royales than she did for her Mania. Well, okay. So, talking about Becky? Yeah. Okay. Like, I would say all of them. Like, even, like, even Rhonda. Like, I was just like, y'all are headlining Mania and you look like it's just SmackDown or Raw. Right. Like, it doesn't look like anything special. So, I think... And this is because best friend told me this, but I think that Becky's is supposed to be Uma Thurman's character in Kill Bill. Like that's where her gear is supposed to be. But like, like I, I get that. But isn't Uma's character wasn't it a reverse of it was all yellow with black down the arm? Yeah, but you I think know? also like because she's dating, you know, Seth. Yeah, she's she it up a little bit. Yeah. It's cool. But that um, was supposed to be a Bruce Lee reference, though. So it's kind of like a reference on reference. It's getting meta, and it got lost in translation. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's why her gear has been what it's been lately. Is that's kind of what she's going for, but she's also trying to like rock Seth's colors. But then we could just be reading way too much into this, and Becky could yeah. just decide. This is what she wants to do. So yeah. okay, yeah, we can move on, <laughs> <laughs> right? Because I wow, we we we, we can talk so, about it all day. So not nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. So <laughs> going to the second, like I guess the to Friday, mm-hmm. and talking about the women that we got to see in NXT, and then even going up into the Superstar Shakeup and the women mm-hmm. who got called up, and the women who um, were also switched rosters. Um, to answer your question, V, what my like dream booking for Rhonda is, is for Shayna Baszler to come up and basically tell Rhonda, you ain't shit, I'm better than you, and we'll press, and that'd be the end of it. Like, beat and her I'm down so because Shayna like, is. I like her now. Yeah, yeah I do too. Shayna, yeah. I, and you know, if you listen to Forever Young Cast, like, Two years ago, y'all knew I could not stand Shayna. Like, yeah. <laughs> me and Sam got into it on a WrestleCast episode because I was just like, oh my God, I can't stand her. But no, Shayna's my favorite, like, heel. She's my favorite champion right now next to, like, Samoa Joe. Like, she is amazing. And um, as far as the four horsewomen go, she's the best four horsewomen of MMA. Mm. Um, yeah. And mm-hmm. she paid her dues, and I think exactly. that's kind of what it was mm-hmm. too. That's what it was. Yeah, she didn't come mm-hmm. in expecting to be the the man right away. Like she, yeah, she paid her dues, and now she's killing it, and she's believable. Like mm-hmm. I definitely, I don't believe anything that comes out of Rhonda's mouth. I don't like she's not that great in the ring. Like people think, people talk about how she's so good, and I was like, she's not. <laughs> like she needs to put in some work. She's improved. And even yes. her mic skills have improved. Like, I, I will give her grades for improvement. And I will also give her, like, grades for, like, effort. Because I, in watching some of her interviews and things like that, I realize how much she does love wrestling. Like, she is a fan before be she one. is a wrestler. But if you are going to be, like, our champion and our headlining woman, and that's what Vince and everyone has kind of propped you up to be you have to perform better than what you have. And I yeah. think that Shayna has stepped up to that plate very well, but like 
Jessica May and um, Marina Shafir and and Rhonda, I don't feel like the three of them are carrying their weight and they're going to end up dragging Shayna down. And I I hope that what that turns into is Shayna just being like, I don't need y'all. Like, I'm better than all of y'all. I don't Mm -hmm. need y'all. Because, I mean, before they got here, she was dominating the women's division of NXT anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So mm. I think that now that they're here, like, yeah, it's cool to watch them kind of help her with EO and Binky and, and Kyrie when she was there, but she didn't need them to like beat any of them. She was beating all of them girls anyway. Well, anyway, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Until, you know, call up or whatever. So going into the superstar shakeup and the call ups. And of course we now have the women's tag belts that are now on um, the Iconics. Mm-hmm. Billy Kay and Don's other favorite, Payne Royce. What do you think about what the women's rosters look like now on Raw and SmackDown? What do you think is, we, do you think we're going to get any more call ups from NXT? Um, since it feels like they're not going to put a title on Binky. And if that's the case, then she doesn't need to stay there. Like, that's kind of how I feel. Like, if they're not going to give her a title, then she just needs to leave. Um, yeah. And do you think that the Iconics. Should have won. No. Or uh, are you on Team Sasha? (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) JJ, you can start this off because V, we know how you feel now. (laughs) What do you think? (laughs) For the both of us. Um, See, this is almost a case of six in one hand and half a dozen in the other. (laughs) On one hand, I do feel as though the Iconics are a tag team. And if you're going to have tag team belts, then it should go on a tag team. But I think that the role of Sasha and Bailey was to make the tag team titles valuable so that if you weren't a tag team where you were trying to develop kind of like how Cesaro and Sheamus all of a sudden developed into a very good tag team, mm-hmm. um, that, that there is something to fight for a value, not like, well, girl, I ain't got nothing to do. You ain't got nothing to do. Well, let's do this. And, and, and I, so while I don't think that putting it on the Iconics was a bad move, I do think that putting it on them now was too soon yeah. because, yeah. I, you, they're they're like who are they again? It's in. I mean, I know who they are, and I know that they have a little chest out move. But I'm going to be really, really honest and say, I watched them during our first um, the women's evolution pay per view. Ooh boy, not good. I have tried to watch their matches, and the only time I watched them fully is on a pay-per-view where I can't fast forward or something. And a lot of it has to do with their screaming and squawking where it's just, yeah. it, it, it pulls me out of it. I, that's a personal pet peeve of mine. I don't like it when women are in a match and they're like, ah! you know, throughout the whole match where it's ridiculous. I don't mind them talking where they because that goes to their ditzy comedic act where they're like oh pit her down pit her down i don't have a problem with that but just the screaming i don't like it um so it's hard for me to really listen to their match matches but i've seen it and you know things happen where they could tighten it up a little bit um 
I, I am team Sasha and Bailey on this one. If you're going to give the bell prestige, if you're going to establish it and give it star power and make it something that women want to fight for and are proud to rock, then it needed a bit more time because I don't think it should have changed hands until Sasha and Bailey did what they said they were going to do, which was to defend the belt across the promotions. Yeah, so so to me, that match didn't have to happen at WrestleMania. That tag team match, they could have gone at NXT TakeOver and taken on an NXT, um, like, you know, team there. They could have taken on the Sky Pirates there. Yep. Or anybody else. So my thing that I, like, didn't understand, and this is no offense, like, Natty and Becky, or Natty and um, Beth, but, like, Mm -hmm. why are y'all here? Yeah. Like if, oh. it, if 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 the whole point of this is to eventually give us like a Beth and Tamina feud, then like the four of y'all could have done this somewhere separate. Y'all didn't have to be in this match. And they like, needed they needed Natty to be on television so that Bret Hart could be there. That's the only oh, reason that, that happened. Right. And I feel like the whole point of it was because oh. Edge was coming and Bret was coming and yep. like Bret was getting to the Hall of Fame and Natty was standing yep. in for her father. And so yep. of course you have to be in this match. And I'm just oh. like, but I feel like you took an opportunity out of the hands of like another raw tag team, like the riot squad because Sarah and Liv work very well together and you could have also included an NXT tag team which would have been the Sky Pirates because they're like the only tag type team in NXT and then you would have exposed your main roster and like your big bolsterous crowd to like some new talent and some up and comers that I feel like they should pay attention to that you don't use anyway so, yeah. can all I end up doing? Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. So, I, I understand why they didn't do Sky <clears throat> Pirates because they were busting them up anyway, just so that uh, they can move up Kyrie to be with Asuka. But I have a question about the Divas of Doom. They have a name, and, and they didn't use it. And you know, no, they didn't. And so, what I was wondering is if this if were they a thing like against Lay Cool? During a time where I may not have been watching, Wait. um, I think when I've gone back and like watched all old Raw and SmackDown and stuff like that, like Beth and Natty eventually become like this tandem because I mean they are best friends outside of like the ring, mm-hmm. and so they eventually do kind of do this tandem. But I mean, most people tend to remember Beth for her like work with um. Uh, what was his name? Her husband and no, her no, 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 cousin. Oh, um, uh, Santino. Santino. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They remember that because Santino got her over, so yeah. they tend well, to yeah. that. They tend to associate her with him and not so much with Natty. And I really feel like it really was just one of those like, oh, well, you're gonna have Edge come, or you're gonna have Brett come, so we might yeah. as well put you two in the match. No, and- so they they actually did. They had a feud with Lay Cole back in like 2010, and then they kind of like, and then like 2011, they turned heel, and they were supposed to be like the anti divas because they weren't mm-hmm. they weren't like skinny, perky, and Barbie doll type women. They were bigger than all the other girls, and they could actually really go. So, um, mm-hmm. so they actually did have. They actually were a legit tag team with each other, and they were feuding with Lay Cole, and they had a slogan called. Um, 
pinup strong. So that was like the, and that was also the name of their submission. So they actually were a legit, legit okay. tag team. And, and so I thought them being in the match was so it was kind of like saying, hey, we didn't have this belt or opportunity for, for you us. all yeah. when you were doing it. So come, and since you still can go, come on in. Now the re, now I would have just said that instead of right. having Beth like push yeah. somebody outside the ring. I was like, what's going exactly. on? Exactly. Like, so I, I would have just said that to say, you know what? I can still go. It would mean the world of me to compete. Me, yeah. And just and and you know what? <laughs> Everybody else would have been like, yeah, man. I, I want to you know Bailey and Sasha would have gone out to like, you know what, we are the best. We're, and in order for us to be the best, that. we gotta beat the best. Yeah. Yeah. So, and instead it turned into like this catty I'm going to yeah. do this and you're going to have to deal with it. And it was yeah. just like, we, so we, what, we associate women with being catty. Why? Yeah. So what I would have, what would have been smart for, in my opinion is since, you know, Bailey and Sasha had said they wanted to go through all the different divisions, because if you look at the women who were in the match, there was one SmackDown time, SmackDown team and three raw teams. That yeah. doesn't mm-hmm. seem right to me. So you should have had Bailey and Sasha, the Boston Hug connection. You should have had a team from NXT. You should have mm-hmm. had a team from SmackDown. Mm-hmm. And then you could have, and then you could have, if you wanted to, you could bring an alumni team in, or mm-hmm. for that fourth team, or bring in someone from NXT UK. Like mm-hmm. then you would have mm-hmm. been exposing all kinds of people, and then it wouldn't have been. It would have. It would have made it legit. But like, I can see why. Like. I can see why Sasha and Bailey, if they were upset behind the scenes, they rightfully should have been because they they worked like they're the reason they're one of the reasons why we actually have these belts. Exactly. Like let's be a hundred percent honest. Like if it wasn't for them being able to go and them being able to, you know, uh, hold the and, and put the company on their shoulders, like we wouldn't have these tag team belts. So them holding it did bring some kind of prestige and they didn't hold it for that long. And people want to say that Sasha has no right to be upset about anything. But every time that Vince has given her a belt on the main roster, he's given it to her to help push somebody else's career. Because Mm -hmm. if she has the belt, she, every time she had the belt, she was facing, facing Charlotte. And every time she would lose, she lost to Charlotte on a pay-per-view or something. So she was helping to push Charlotte's career and then now you give her the tag team time type tag team uh, title belts first and you have her lose on a pay-per-view again and she barely even held the belt for that long like i i she has every reason to be mad because he he gave her the belts and her and her and bailey the belts to hold them for a month because they do hold some prestige when they're around those two girls waist and now he gives them to the iconics to help push them over becky and becky and Char- or, uh, bailey and uh and uh and Sasha. Sasha, and it shouldn't have been that way. Like maybe down the line, it should have happened, but that like they shouldn't have lost those belts at Mania. They should have lost them a little bit longer down the line. They should have had time to um, to face all the different divisions, um, and they should have had time to be able to actually make those belts prestigious. And he didn't give them a chance to do that. And I I am one. I don't understand the iconics. Um, I don't find them funny. I think that there's a lot of people who think they're hilarious and I don't get it. And it's because I can't deal with screeching. Like even when they talk on the mic, it's legit screeching. And I can't, I can't deal with that. So I mute them. I just like, and, and, and <laughs> mm-hmm. the only time I can tolerate them is when I see the gifts on, on Twitter and like, I can tolerate them in small bits, but I can't do them on 
television. I don't care to watch any of their matches. I can't think of any match that they've had where I was like, oh, wow, they're really good. And that was a great match. They have zero memorable matches. Um, maybe they'll get there, but I just don't think they should get there right now. And this whole thought process that we need to give the belts to a real tag team. They're only a real tag team because they couldn't get over separately. That's the only reason they got mm. put together. And for for people to have that mentality too, like no one had a thing to say when Cesaro and Sheamus got put together and they became tag champs. Nobody was like, oh, they're not a real tag team. They shouldn't be the ones holding the belt. Like, I don't think that matters, especially considering it's a new belt in a division that has never that's never been around. Of course, you're going to have to create tag teams to actually have a tag division. Mm -hmm. So this whole idea that they deserve to hold it because they're a real tag team. They're just a real tag team because nobody cared about them separately. That's the only reason. So I I just I, I don't get them. I'm they're my Tony Storm of the tag division. I don't get them. Wow. <laughs> at all. Wow. So that's fire. Right. So, okay. I agree with both of you ladies and like a hundred percent. I am team Sasha. I do not like the fact that like, I hate that we talk about how Sasha in, um, what's her girl's name? Alexa and Charlotte are five, six, seven time women's champions, but like their reigns are really like 30 to 60 days. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. that, that like to watch a Trish or Alita or you know a Michelle McCool or a Beth Phoenix who like would dominate or you know do hillish tactics to dominate or even like a Mickey James who's still currently wrestling who wrestled with all of those greats and can't even get to her seventh to even think about times Trish like that's woefully unfair um, yeah. So I have an issue with that in general, especially since the whole point of it was so that or the what it ended up being was so that Charlotte could come and say, I'm undefeated on pay-per-views and then fight Oscar, who's never lost the match. And we see how that turned out. So mm -hmm. yeah. I hate that we yeah. I hate that Charlotte's the one who has to catch these stray bullets because it's not her fault. Because, I mean, in all actuality, it's she not. is the best female wrestler, like the best overall all around female wrestler and female character that is yep. in WWE right now. So she deserves mm -hmm. to be spoken about in a very prestigious way, but it's not fair to people like Sasha, who every legend um, or legacy star wants to wrestle her yep. and wants to have a match with her, but she can't win on pay-per-views. And like the fact that the Iconics pretty much said that as much when they came to Raw and when they came to SmackDown to basically be like, I mean, y'all can't win. So, Sasha ain't never won, so what you talking about? Like, yeah, that sucks. And so I was talking about this with my best friend and he was just like, Sasha doesn't wrestle with confidence anymore. She's mm. not confident anymore. And I said, well, would you be confident if you lost every pay-per-view? Yeah. Only to win? Only to yeah. win on Raw, like, the next night. So, after you got your ass kicked, you yeah. miraculously figure out a way to win the next day. Yeah, and mm -hmm. you can see it all. You could always see it all over her face when she's walking to the ring when she's about to lose. Like, she mm -hmm. wears yeah. it. She wears it on her face, and she has everything <clears throat> because... And then, like, not to mention, like, you had some of the best, you know, three women tag... Or three women matches with Becky and Charlotte. The Iron Woman match... 
um, the two out of three falls. Like you had some great matches in NXT, and now you're on the main roster, and basically you get used as a way to put somebody else over. And it doesn't help that like you probably beat yourself up for the fact that you you aren't technically the reason why Paige is not wrestling anymore. Yeah, like and why is she still like? Yeah, I get that. And why won't he? Why won't they let her be a, a heel? Like they need to let her go heel. This is the perfect time to do it because everybody's turned on her right now. If she came back on some F y'all, I know I'm the shit. Uh, I don't really care what you guys are think. I'm going to beat everybody. If she came back super determined right now, she could go on a super crazy monster heel run right now because she's not tied to Bailey anymore. So she doesn't mm-hmm. have to be like super happy anymore. Like if they let her do that, like that could be that could be something really special. I mean, I think they should let her run with it. But yeah, she's probably got a lot of stuff on her mind. Like, you know, having and I would like to know more about what happened with Alexa Bliss. Like why they're like she blocked her on Twitter and stuff recently and like what happened backstage at Mania, yeah. uh, whatever. Mm-hmm. I think Alexa happened. said something crazy to her and Beth because Beth kind of got a, like hints at it a little bit too and then I know that Alexa is mad at Becky because Becky basically uh was used Alexa as like the foot of the joke but was just like Ember I'll knock you into next week and have put you out or put you on the sideline like Alexa and uh Alexa didn't take too kindly of that so she was like I'm taking a social media break and I'm just like you can't have such like thin skin. People are gonna make a joke about the fact that you got a concussion because you got a goddamn concussion. Like a lot of you're them. back yeah. in the ring, you're fine. Like, and I mean, you got a concussion because of Rhonda, which I mean, who else hasn't got a concussion because, because of Rhonda? Of Rhonda. Yeah, so, um, yeah. what are you upset about? And and I mean, Becky was going at Ember Moon when this happened, so like, it was a it was a whole thing. But either way, I think that Sasha is dealing with a lot and. Mm-hmm. Vince doesn't want to lose her to like an AEW or yep. um, a stardom or something like that. But, oh, and he can't afford her to like go back to NXT either. Like, let's just yeah. be honest. Like, he can't have her go back to NXT or NXT UK. So he's going to do everything he possibly can to bring her back. I just don't understand why people dislike her so much. Like, y'all are out here talking about how it's okay for Lana to be mad about the fact that she ain't getting the push and Lana can't yeah. wrestle. Like, Lana yeah. can't do nothing. But, like, yeah. Sasha, who at one point was one of the best female wrestlers on the roster and now she's not and that has a lot to do with the fact that like her confidence is shot because she loses all the goddamn time or she takes the pin all the time and that's just that's not fair and so while I don't always agree with Sasha and sometimes I feel like she can be a detriment into the in the ring because I can tell when she's like not going at full speed because she is trying to just basically protect herself like I get that um and I have those issues with her and she's not as like memorable as she used to be she there are several reasons as to why she's not so yeah and and mm-hmm. also to add to that like you got you got people who like Dean Ambrose he he complains about his push, like maybe not on social media, but he's he left WWE for a reason. We all know why, and it's because he wasn't able to do creatively what he wanted. He wasn't able to um, be the guy that he wanted to be. He was losing matches to people he didn't think he should be losing matches to. But there's nothing wrong with him going to AEW. Like there's nothing wrong with him leaving. It's totally okay for him to to complain about things. It's totally okay for Luke Harper to be upset, and it's totally okay for 
Dolph Ziggler to get online and, and complain about it. And or Ty, Rusev. And Tyler, like, or Rusev. Mm-hmm. There's Tyler several Rose. people yeah. who complain lately. Ty Dillinger. Yeah. Like, there are yeah. several people who have Neville. complained lately. Mm-hmm. But, like, Sasha and Neville, they were just like, nope, you can't complain. What? Like, mm-hmm. I don't understand. Mm-hmm. I just don't understand. Naomi. And Naomi too, and that goes back to like black women having to be grateful just to be just yes. to be allowed to be in the position they are. Mm-hmm. Like they shouldn't they shouldn't want more. Just be happy you're here and they're letting you wrestle. Mm-hmm. And they should they shouldn't want to have the same opportunities that other people in the company are getting. Just be happy you're on TV. And that's bullshit that <sighs> you know that they that they're like it's bullshit that Sasha's gonna come back and get booed just because she's unhappy with the way her career is going. I mean, it's, it's bullshit, bullshit that Bailey is getting booed because Sasha's yeah, not there right now. Not there, mm-hmm. yeah. And she's getting booed by proxy because she's friends with Sasha. And it's bullshit that Naomi is like, her trajectory has kind of gone down once she started speaking out because God forbid a black woman not be happy with the position that they're in um, in, in their job or whatever. Like, And, and it's when, especially when it's two women who deserve to be in better positions because you can't tell me that Alexa Bliss is a better wrestler um, you can't tell me the iconics are better wrestlers or or than either one of those women. Like you can like you can't tell me Becky's a Baylor a better wrestler than 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 Sasha is. Like you can't tell like that's not that's not the case. So it's it's really frustrating that these two at any time a woman of color in this industry speaks up about where their career is all of a sudden they're ungrateful and they shouldn't be they shouldn't they don't have the right to speak up but it's totally fine for every white dude and every white woman even the ones who can't wrestle to to go online and complain about what, what's going on with them like it's just it's really it's really annoying can we can i just say in with everything else that you with you that you said i've just been deeply sighing because we the pressure of being a black professional of the access of having to work twice as hard to be half as good and then still seeing people being that are mediocre being celebrated for their mediocrity um and then you can't point that out because the media that mediocrity is to be celebrated and i just worry about mercedes the person And saying that I don't know what's going on with her. I just pray that this doesn't break her because we all know that professional stress can break you. And, and I, that is not, and you know, and I was just really having to bring them up again. Think about everything that, that Kofi had to go to, to be given a chance. Yeah. Like to break that glass ceiling. And he's a man. And, you know, and, and this think about, and with plenty of competition, whereas here you have Sasha, who is essentially doing the same thing, doesn't have the same uh, time in WWE, doesn't have 11 years, I don't think, Um, you know, as Kofi does, but being in this position of elevating other people, being used for your shine and your charisma and everything else, but being kept in a box and then you know and then when Kofi was going to break out of the box which really had to do with the fact that the fans the vocal minority of us saying hey no this we love Kofi I mean so Kofi being has been around so long like sometimes my kids will you know when they were younger they will watch a little bit and then they did their own thing or whatever but 
Um, I was listening to a, a podcast when I was cooking and one of my kids came in and was like, yo, Kofi's still wrestling and immediately got his attention. He was all in like, tell me more about this. <laughs> and when we were watching the story and we were hearing the racist undertones and you know all the obstacles that that he had to go through to get something that he should have rightfully um, deserved because he earned it. And it was ridiculous. And so we were all bought in because I think all of us felt it in our lives in some way, like having to yeah. work so hard, but then having obstacles manufactured to keep you in a place. And as far as women goes, and I'm going to talk about black women, nothing is as, as I don't know, like held in contempt than uppity black woman. Like, oh, you yeah. up and you you talking too much? You, you think too much of yourself? We got to smack you down. And that has been what has been said about Sasha for a while. So this time, I don't really know all that's going on. I just hope she's taking self-care because yeah. the world is bigger than WWE. The world is bigger than these folk. They, got, they don't even know what to do with the women's division because did we bring her up when we said, well, who could be a foil for Becky? No. Why? Because they have not understood how to write story for women so that these belts and these reins can have a story behind it so that they could the reins can can go over uh, like a few pay-per-view programs where there is a completion to it we talked about well what's it going to take for the women's division to have a Kofi mania I think some real talent in the writing department where they're saying we're going to invest in these people and then do a story that makes sense yeah. There was a story with Kofi Mania, even though it bothered us because of the undertones. There was still a story there. And I think that they have to apply that to the women to look at them and say, and the story more so than, well, women are catty, so they're just not going to like each other and let us let them fight there. Or let's involve a man or something stupid. Hello, let's get a Bechtel test. Something that says this belt is prestigious. I mean, that's why we, we we rock for Charlotte a little bit because she does deserve the prestige, but what did she do? She comes out and says, I'm your queen. Yeah. And I'm genetically gifted, which, you know, I that makes me itch yeah. a little bit. But, you yeah. know, it says, I am the bar with which everyone must be measured. And so everything else is like, you know, like, you know, is petty and underneath me, because if you want to be relevant, you're going to have to come through me. Yep. And so I think that they need to spend some time with that. And with Sasha, whatever she does, where I should say Mercedes, whatever she does, I'm going to believe it was the right decision for her because we don't know what all goes on. Yeah. And and I'm thinking like, this is my last point. I'm thinking about, um, my life in person personally, when I was getting my uh, PhD and, you know, and I got into the graduate program, I was told, oh, you know, you don't want to be all but dissertation. Like, oh, that's like the worst thing. And all but dissertation is when you complete all the courses and all and like the comps and do everything else except for write your dissertation. And they made it seem like that if you got to that point and did all that work, but didn't actually write your dissertation that, that you're a failure. And those people that got to that point are quitters and should be looked down upon. But then I got to that point and and it was stressful and it was um 
It's expensive. And I understood why some people could look at their life and say, you know what? It ain't worth it. Exactly. And, you know, and it doesn't mean <laughs> less of them. It is a designation, but, you know, just as I, I understood it now and I respect people, you know, I completed, but it was like, I, I get why people could drop out and, because they had to take a look of their own life and say, I got to do what's best for me. And so I'm hoping that this time off where we don't see Mercedes is Mercedes is doing what's best for Mercedes. I mean, from what I have seen on like Instagram, she's kicking it with Kalisto. I know her and Kalisto are super close. Um, like Kalisto, his wife, who's a luchadora, like they've all been in um, Dasha, which they fired Dasha and they didn't really give a reason why they fired her. But Dasha is out there with them. I think that they're all just kind of enjoying their time away from WWE right now. So yeah, I agree about Dasha. Is she the one that was also working for ESPN or something like, I don't cause know. it was one person that had two jobs and they were like WWE promoted it because it was, you know how they like legitimacy from other brands. Right. So let me look that oh, up. But if I remember correctly, Dasha, I think her last name is Fuentes. Uh, I believe they fired her and didn't really give a reason why. They just kind of like got rid of her. Um, and no one's really talked about it. But then I saw a picture of her with Sasha and I was like, well, that's interesting. So <laughs> there's no telling. But um, can I digress for one second? Uh-huh. I have a question. Um, did we know the Riot Squad got broken up? Yeah. Well, I did. No. I follow Ruby Riot on Instagram and she wrote yeah. a really long post about how they're not going to be together. And then Liv was underneath that post. So then I went to Liv's page and Liv wrote a really long post about it too. And Sarah, I don't think I saw anything on her page, but if I did, I just don't remember. I'm confused as to if Liv and Sarah went to SmackDown or if just Liv went to SmackDown because the way that Ruby, like both, yeah. The way that Ruby wrote her post was Liv and Sarah went. But if you go to like WWE.com and check the roster that to show you who went where for the Superstar Shakeup, Sarah's not on there. So I don't know if that means that Liv just went by herself and then Sarah is going to be like rebranded, recasted, and Ruby's going to be her own thing. It sucks. Like the you can tell that the three of them. Mm-hmm like love each other and have built this really strong bond. Like I know they have matching tattoos and everything, but like Liv and Ruby were in Sarah's wedding to um, Hanson and everything. And like, you can tell that Mm -hmm. this, this, them being apart is going to be rough for all three of them. And that totally sucks. Like my heart went out when I read Ruby's post and I read Liv's post, I was like genuinely sad and kind of heartbroken because you can tell that yes, they're happy for each other. And like, they're hoping that this means that they'll get back together in the future and that their careers are going to grow. But like, you can also tell that they're just like, what the hell am I supposed to do without you? Yeah. It's going to be sad mm. for Liv. Cause I feel like Liv's going to get completely lost on the SmackDown roster. I'm looking at the rosters online. So it's apparently Ruby and Sarah are going to stay on Raw and then uh, Liv went over to SmackDown by herself. She's going to get completely lost by herself over there. Like, well, she's not- not- At least she's like not the carbon copy of Carmella anymore because that was kind of my <laughs> big issue. That was my issue with her at NXT. I was just like, so you're Carmella. Speaking of Carmella, 
what is this bullshit about her not coming out to the ring anymore with her own music? Like she had a match on SmackDown uh, this week and she came out to our truths music. Um, like, I, I get that they're, they have a thing going on now, but she's her own person and she's won a championship by like, she's been, she's carried a belt herself. I think that's insane that she has to come out to a man's music. And I also like, and it, it, it also goes back to like everything that she's ever done in the WWE has been tied to a, to a bunch of men. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. which drives me crazy, but I'm just like, I, it, it stuck out to me that she came out to our truth music. And I'm like, but he, cause I'm like, Oh, he has a match. And then I was like, wait a second. She's the one that's about to wrestle. Yeah. Why is she coming? Maybe, maybe they're going to redo her song or something. Cause it is pretty dated. So maybe mm-hmm. that's what it is. Hopefully that's what it is. But if not, that's that's just a bad look. For yeah, having I agree. Come his music. Mm. So since we only have like a few more minutes um, before JJ has to depart with us, um, I guess final thoughts, final ideas. I want to say that I would say my favorite thing about the entire like WrestleMania weekend and the revolution as a whole is the fact that China is officially in the Hall of Fame. Kind um, of cast all day, right? We 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 did that. <laughs> it was us <laughs> all over here at the Forever Young cast. It was us because mm-hmm. we were all like down for the China cast as a hashtag. Yeah. So mm-hmm. the three of us include, and I guess we're going to include Don. So we're taking full credit for this. <laughs> um, it was us always. So I'm really happy about that. Um, if you haven't had a chance to go back and watch the four way at NXT, that match was really good. And um, if I, the WWE PC, so the performance center now has a YouTube page. Hmm. And mm-hmm. um, that's how I got to kind of see like some of the Champa surgery stuff, but they have the video of Binky losing and like her just in the back in tears and yeah. whew, g- girl, I don't know why she had to take, I don't know why she had to be the one to get choked out again. Mm -hmm. Um, That's really not fair, especially since like two weeks later you had Kyrie lose or whatever you want to call that, that they did. Um, So I just, Binky is too much of a bright star to be like Shayna's punching bag. Mm-hmm. Um, and I understand that you want to protect EO because she's new and she's fresh and eventually you're going to put the full like force behind her but if Kyrie was getting the call up which I'm pretty sure they knew at that time then Kyrie could have taken the pin and it would have just been fine yeah but yeah um, Black Girl Magic but that's, that's kind of the same thing like they all dog Binky and I'm like but Binky's the best one <laughs> like don't yeah. understand yeah. Um, Black Girls get no love in the WWE and that's yeah. woefully not I mean, it's, it's so not fair to us um, so what are you guys' favorite moments from the weekend um, just how do you feel about WWE I think that we're all kind of in the same spot of it feels like they're not helping the women. They're kind of hurting the women mm-hmm. and like not developing storylines, not developing titles. And uh, like we said, Carmella coming out to our truth music, music makes no sense when it's her match. Um, so where are you guys just at with that? And then what was your favorite thing um, from WrestleMania weekend? And then we will do some shout outs and we'll be done with this episode. Uh, v, you can go first. Um, so right now, um, 
I feel like the women's divisions on both sides are kind of in just kind of a holding pattern because they don't have any real storylines going on right now that would sustain over a long period of time right now. Um, especially on the, the raw women's side, like, um, Naomi's not Naomi. Um, Naomi is really the, the, the premier name right now, which is actually pretty cool. But, um, you know, to, uh, uh, Naya's hurt now. So that's going to take Tamina off of TV or are they going to team Tamina with Naomi up or, or whatever? Like, I just, um, I don't see there's not like uh, Sasha and Naomi pretty much they could run that division and that could be exciting if they could figure out a way to do something with them. Um, I I just don't know if WWE has uh, the right writers to figure out how to do something with them. Like I said, if they could figure out a way to make to turn Sasha to a monster heel who doesn't care about anybody and doesn't give a doesn't give a damn anymore. And it's just going to go out there and like decimate people. That could be really, really like she could take that boss stuff to a whole other level. If they can figure out how to do that, she would be something special. So I'm hoping that we see that happen Um, because otherwise the raw side, there's not much to look forward to right now. Um, And then on the SmackDown side, there's a whole lot of great women. But like I said, people like Liv Morgan, I feel like are going to get lost. Um, I just don't I, I don't know where they're going to go, especially with this Becky having two belts thing. How long is that going to last for? Um, because there's only so many belts for these girls to fight for. So, um, and if you're going to continue to have storylines like Naomi and Mandy Rose fighting over Jimmy Uso, when we know good and damn well, Jimmy Uso ain't ever going to leave Naomi for no Mandy Rose. It was just <laughs> Amen. It was like, let's, I mean, let's even in the storyline, he was like, I love my wife. What the fuck are yeah. you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Like if they want to be like that, that whole storyline drove me crazy because they want people to watch Total Divas. And so for those of us who have, we know how much that man loves Naomi. Like it's been a major storyline on every season they've ever been on is how much he rides for his girl. So for us to believe that he would leave Naomi in that ass for Mandy Rose is like, come on. So hopefully we don't have any more stupid storylines like that in the future. Um, and they can figure out how to write women um, with more than hating you because I'm sexy and I'm going to take your man or because I'm just catty or whatever. Like there needs to be some depth there. So I'm hoping that's, that that's what they kind of focus on is creating some real true storylines. Like I wouldn't even mind seeing Naomi fight Magatha Christ- Christie, AKA Lacey Evans. Like oh, let's boy. have like, let's do like this. If you want to go there, if you want to like, Let's be real with it. Like she's, you know, MAGA, MAGA, the MAGA woman. So let's have her go against Naomi and Sasha. I mean, let's they just had her, her pin Natty, and I'm supposed to believe that, and I just, yeah. I can't. I can't. Nobody can believe that shit. Like it's, it's just stupid. So, um, yeah, let's just figure it out. My favorite thing over the weekend, or for WrestleMania weekend, um, I know it's supposed to be. I think you guys want me to pick something that had to do with the women, but. No, uh, you can do what you yeah. want. I mean, we've gone on like, tangents at this point. Do what you feel. Yeah, yeah there wasn't there wasn't anything like evolu- like revolutionary with the women over the weekend. So it was Kofi. Kofi. It was Kofi mania. It was amazing. His son is a star. Mm-hmm. His son should his son is going to be in that position twenty years from now? Can't um, wait. And can't wait to see that. He's it's, it's it's super exciting, and he was super cute. And just to see how excited. 
Xavier Woods and Big Big E were for their guy. Like that's a real true brotherhood, and they better not ever break up the New Day. Like that's one faction that can never break up. Like they have to be together forever. So I that was really cool. That was I really agree. cool to see. So that's all I got. All right, JJ, final Ooh. thoughts on this women's evolution that we've been on, mm-hmm. and uh, your favorite moment of the weekend. Uh, I will say that I'm concerned about the investment of women in WWE. I think what will be telling is uh, what happens if they do another Mae Young Classic and who they get to be involved and what and the effort they put into it. I am concerned that uh, that we we spoke a lot about how this monumental. Um, women are main eventing WWE went out like a whimper and that they would use this as an excuse to regress. Those moment of bliss um, segments were bad Trash. Trish Stratish, Mr. McMahon in the office foolishness from the attitude era, but not done quite as well. And I would say that, so I'm concerned with who is in the room, what their biases are and what they are thinking of and what they are giving the women to do, because they are all very talented. Even the ones where I don't really see it for, I acknowledge the amount of talent they have to be in a building. And um, so I'm a little concerned. I'm not as hopeful as I was in the beginning of 2019, when in 2018, we had the the first woman's rumble and we ended it with, um, you know, like the women's evolution pay-per-view. I mean, they're going back to uh, Saudi Arabia Arabia. and will there be women on the show? I mean, and do people care? No. The rumor is that there are supposed to be women on the show. Okay. And that's why we're not getting another women's evolution pay-per-view this year. And I think that's, that's part of the problem. That's a problem. You know, yeah, so in other words, you're saying you only got it because you went shut up about this Saudi Arabia thing, which well, I think most people don't want to acknowledge. Honestly, so I watch a lot of what culture wrestling on YouTube because I can just like turn it on and leave it on. Um, and they talked about this. Part mm-hmm. of it is that the evolution didn't sell very well, period. Like, the show itself didn't sell good and tickets didn't uptick until they announced like the main event, which was Nikki versus Rhonda. Mm-hmm. And so that was their thought of, well, since Rhonda's not going to be here this year, we're not going to sell tickets. And it, that's it, such a cop out. Right. So my whole thing with the WWE is no, the reason why you didn't sell tickets is because the matches you were trying to sell us were trash. And they didn't and, promote and, and they didn't promote them. Like we found out the matches like a week and a half before evolution. Like there were no story because they hadn't done anything to actually build the women's division. Right. There were no storylines going into exactly evolution. which we have been echoing and the location. And I think that yeah. after this year, we can understand that that New York area, a little bit difficult. So, I mean, yeah. it ain't like they, they were doing a, a ladies' night in Vegas, which would have done better. Um, yeah, no. I, I, I understand, yeah, I understand no. that line of thinking, but <laughs> I, I, say to, I say to that, no man. <clears throat> yeah, um, so... Yeah, they half-assed that promotion. It was, mm-hmm. not, it was just... They put more effort into... 
um, the Saudi Arabia thing, like we had storylines for like half a year going into that, that nobody cared about and nobody wanted to see that pay-per-view. But when it came to the women's one, it was put together so hastily and they didn't have any thought about storylines or whatnot. And even though like Nikki Bella and like, there was no storyline, like that storyline literally started maybe two or three weeks before evolution. So they and we saw really it coming, and we all knew it was coming. Yeah, so it really wasn't, and it wasn't, and it, and it's that whole storyline was all around Nikki Bella being John Cena's ex girlfriend and and things like that, and and Ronda being the baddest woman. It was just such a half assed story, and one that we've seen before. And it, like, why do we need to keep seeing it? And and it's like, you know what? That like, and the the, the match that should have been promoted was Becky and Charlotte. Like that was the match of the night. But they didn't. They didn't do anything to promote any of the other women on that show, with no. the exception of Ronda. She was the only one that they talked oh, about. Oh, and then Trish and Lita coming back to fight. Yeah, yeah. Mickey Ronda and Alexa. Yeah, and you know, it's like it was Ronda and Nikki Bella were the only things that were talked about for that show, and everything else was half-assed. Like we just did not get the work. They didn't put the work in. It was basically like, here, damn, y'all been complaining so much. Here's your damn pay-per-view. That's basically what it was. Like, Yeah, but you so- know, but let's think about the investment in that. And I think that this is also the reason why I'm concerned about who's in the room and their biases because Nikki Bella was the bankable star, not because of what she did in the ring, but yeah. because of her, what she what was she was involved with or associated with outside of the ring? Total Divas, Total Bellas, John Cena, yeah. and yeah. then you have Ronda Rousey, who was come from UFC. So these are not people that are you know your product in a way where you're investing in it to create that star that could be the next whatever. I think that they tried to do it a little bit with Becky after she got herself over, but it was then we, we all kind of felt that it was a little manufactured and it was a little bit of a problem. So I, you know, they, I think that they need to really, if they're going to, to fully invest in the women that they need to recalibrate who's in the room and what they are looking to produce. And, you know, in, in terms of product, in terms of star, power and in terms of the fans demand because I thought I was supposed to be the boss I'm not you know so uh I think that that's where where we are right now where I am not hopeful uh and I need some reassurance and I don't have it in terms of uh what I did like this weekend two things first of all I don't think that you can top not just so much, you know, like Kofi Mania and that black boy joy that was up in the ring, but just black people joy that started from Wale Mania to, um, uh, you know, with with Booker really putting them on, uh, you know, yeah. putting, you know, and saying like, man, look, I'm so proud. Like everywhere he went, just talking about this moment, just talking about. Uh, Kofi and every and everyone involved to the uh, Kofi project that was done by um, uh, uh, Andreas Hale, who, you know, they asked for live reaction videos. He asked for live reaction videos of when people won and you saw everybody like crying and 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 just just really, really feeling it. That that's that is a, a moment that, you know, can't be top, so I can't say it's my favorite moment because that's just 
undescribable for me. I mean, how do you put in words something that's undescribable? The um, what I say what really stuck with me was when Bianca Belair picked up, I think it was both Sky Pirates, and power lifted them. And then yeah. like tilted them over. And the reason why that really stuck with me is because little girl number two, I have three girls. She's 10 years old. That girl thinks she's a power lifter. She tries to pick up her big brother. She tries to pick up me. She just, you know, like she's just lifting. And for her to see a woman be fierce and look it and be powerful in that moment, put a smile on her face and to put a smile on my face because they can point to being strong, being graceful, being beautiful. And, and also being taking defeat and doing it well. I agree. Yeah. So that's my final word. Oh, I like those are all good moments. In a couple of tangents, I'm with it. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> from all of us, so me, JJ, and V, I want to say thank you to Don for even offering us up this opportunity to kind of yeah. record this. We really appreciate you. Um, thank you, V and JJ. I I realize I talk to y'all every day, like yep. just about like, <laughs> I, and yeah. even if it's just to, like, are y'all alive? Um, <laughs> I talk to y'all every day so y'all are both like blessings and I thank you guys um, it's nice to kind of grow out my wrestle family so I appreciate it but um, for me just shout out to you know Anwar and everyone yes. who is always shouting us out on yes. like the Patrick Strong style so Love that kid. Thank yep, you so much. <laughs> um, and then, you know, just everybody at the CSPN. Um, it's been fun hosting because, you know, Don's usually in this role. So, you know, shout out to Don for making me the host for the day. And then you yeah. guys can uh, give your shout outs as well. Jay, JJ, you can go first and then V can go second. Uh, we'll call it a day. Yeah. So, I mean, Everyone that you said, you know, I do thank you all for allowing me to send you all of the cat memes. On Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> that is them. real. <laughs> that is so real. real. <laughs> all of the cat memes. <laughs> and, um, and also like Don for always, if I have a weird idea, he's like, well, workshop it a little bit and, and do it. And of course, Ann Wynn, who, Ann Warstan Wynn, who I love and admire. And also the kids were keeping quiet and even my cat quiet for keeping quiet. Up to oh, almost thanks, me. Huh? I said, thanks guys. Yeah. Cause you know, I can hear them like at the door, like really. And um, <laughs> yeah, that's it. I mean, if you guys have any comments or questions, I mean, we're always down to talk about uh, wrestling and nerd podcasts. Yes, most definitely. Me, yeah. what are your shout outs and thank yous? Um, yeah, just uh, thank you guys to for having me with you guys again. My schedule is super crazy and you guys worked around it so I could be here with you guys. So uh, so thank you for that. And yeah, just thank you to everybody who listens and everybody who comments on, on our discussions that we, you know, are that we go off on different tangents and all kinds of crazy things. But <laughs> yeah, this, this, this is basically how our text conversations are. We go off on many different tangents. So look, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, so this, it's just a little piece of our everyday life here going on right now. But 
Um, shout out to everybody. Um, shout out to my intern. I hope he gets his life together. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> praying for him every day, actually. Just... Y'all need to pray for this kid. <laughs> pray for my sanity. Um, pray that I make it through this year. So that's yeah. it. That is it. That is it for me. All right. Well, I guess this is our sign off. Once again, thank you to Don for having us record this. And this has been your special episode of the Forever Young cast. And hopefully if they bring back the May Young Classic, we'll be back again this summer. Yeah. Yay. Bye guys. Bye. Bye. Just to be